take your Bibles today, turn to the book of Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Read verse, one verse, verse 35. Actually, we're going to read verse, we'll read verse 34 and 35. It says, Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask that You'll be with me this morning as I preach this message. Dear God, I pray You'll help the message get across, Lord, in the right way and in the spirit that You would intend it, dear God. And I pray that it will speak to hearts and challenge folks. In Your name we pray. Amen. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Um, one th- the, the title of my message today, and listen, nobody get offended by this title, if you're going to, and don't if you will get offended at by the end of the message, then you know I offended you. Sorry, uh, I definitely not my intent. But make sure you hear me out before anybody gets offended. The title of this message is "Givers and Takers." Givers and takers. One thing that I'm going to say before I go on: one, we, all of us, all of us are takers in some way, shape, or form. All of us are. And there's nothing wrong with being a taker. But we also need to be givers too. The Bible It's a blessing to be to take something. It's a blessing when you get something, but the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. I do. I like receiving. But the Bible says that I'm more blessed when I give. And you know what? I have to agree with that person in my own life. We're going to talk about givers... And takers, and we're going to look at some different people, uh, different groups of givers and takers today. And one group that I want to mention first, John chapter 15, I want to read a verse for you first uh, before I get into this one. One group I want to mention today of givers that I, I know I personally appreciate very much. I was raised to appreciate uh, this group very much, and I think uh, it's very important that we do. John 15.13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You know, there's not a whole lot more that you can do to give than to give your life. And or and even to be willing to give your life. And one group of givers today that I, t- I really appreciate, and I'd like to even recognize right now, that's our veterans. I, today's Veterans Day. Uh, I don't think we ought to just honor our veterans just on uh, Veterans Day. I think we ought to always honor and respect what our veterans have done for us. We have uh, there have been many, many men and women who have fought for this country and have even died for this country. And uh, even if they didn't die, we're thankful for what they did. Maybe they didn't have to go overseas and actually be involved in combat, but they joined. They enlisted. They were there. They were ready to go. Thank God for our veterans. I tell you, they're uh, you know. I'm all for you know us getting mad at our leaders sometimes and maybe criticizing some of them and trying to vote them out. But at the same time, our, our veterans, our soldiers, you ought to leave them alone. We ought to respect them. We ought to honor them. I'm embarrassed uh, by some people in our country who don't do very good at that. Um, if you ever, if anybody ever tries to associate you or us with the Westboro Baptist Church, don't let them do it. They're they're 
a cult down south that they're always protesting at dead soldiers' funerals and things. They're just these people are scum. Uh, they hate our military, and I wish they would change the name of their church to something that's not Baptist because I do not want to be associated with them. But I would like for all, all of our veterans, if you are if you served our country, men or women, I know we have several here. Would you stand up right now? We'd like to recognize you. I know we've got several here. And I think we ought to give all of them a big hand. Yeah. Remain standing. Keep Tommy and Jason come on up here. I wanted to get it. I wanted to get you something. I, you know, I couldn't really think of what to get. But we've got these uh, these pens here that say "One Nation Under God." I'd like to give all of you. Go ahead and, and pass those out to all of them. But we, I tell you, we really do appreciate what you did for our country and uh, being willing to go and fight for us. You all are givers, and all of us that are sitting down. I'm standing right now, but I should be sitting. Uh, we were takers. And we thank you for what you did. You can go ahead and be seated now. But I say, I, I do personally, I, I thank you for what you've done. You've given. And if it hadn't been for those givers, I'd hate to think where we might be right now. I'd hate to think what it would be like if England would have had their way back in the 1700s. I'd hate to think what it would be like if Hitler would have had his way. You know, just back, not that long ago. I mean, just all the different uh, battles that they've had to go and fight. I'm glad there's not slavery in this country. I'm glad for the freedom that we have. And we have those because of soldiers. And just to kind of go on a little rant here, these people that are always going around protesting the soldiers, it's like you realize the reason that you have the right to do that is because of the soldiers. You know, other countries, yeah, you could go protest, but then they're going to come and mow you down. Our country, our soldiers will protect the very dirtbags that are out there protesting are them. That's how that's how goofed up some people are in our country. And when you have freedom, you're going to have some people like that. But it's worth it. Those people, they'll never be happy. They'll never accomplish anything. They'll never do anything. But thank God we have soldiers. And I, and I tell you, another thing I'd like to say too, to thank our veterans, it's because I mean, we don't have our, our, our army it's, and our military. It's all volunteer. I'm glad that... Uh, I'm glad we have that. I personally think if a country needs to have a draft and draft people, they ought to be able to do that. We enjoy the freedom of this country. We ought to be willing to fight for it. But we don't have to because of people who volunteer. And they're givers. And we're, we're takers. And I, I'm very thankful for those who've given for our, uh, to our country. And we definitely appreciate them. But some more I want us, uh, I want us to look at today. Other givers and takers, and I know we've got some of these in here, and uh, and that are uh, those are parents, parents, they're givers. Big time. Ephesians chapter six verse one says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, and that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth." Parent, I tell you. You can't find a group that's more giving than parents. I mean, the the time that they give, the emotion that they give, the uh, the gray hairs that they have, or the lack of hairs that they give for their kids. Parents, they're 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 giving. And we live in a country today where we are not taught to appreciate givers one bit. 
We're not taught to appreciate our military. Kids are not taught to respect their parents and to honor their parents. I'm telling you, that, that is, it's wicked not to do that. It's wicked not to honor our parents. Hey, uh, parents, they've, they've given so much. The moms. Hey, I'm not a mother. And I'm thankful. I've seen what they have to go through to bring kids into this world. I've seen, I've, I've been there. I've been there when my wife had all five of our kids. And for that alone, that alone ought to cause a child to respect his mother for the rest of her life. It should. That alone. Maybe she's not the best mom in the world, but you know what? We live in a country where, and I don't agree with this, but they could have terminated you. They could have put you down while you were still in the womb. And your mom wouldn't have had to deal with you. Legally, she could have done that. A lot of our politicians protect that right. But she didn't. She had you. She she brought you into this world. And she could take you out. She went, no, just kidding. <laughs> I got that threat a few times. But that we ought to be thankful for our parents. They're givers. And kids, man, we take from the time we're babies. Babies, they can't do anything on their own. They, 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 can't, they can't even feed themselves. It's the parents that constantly feed them. And it's the parents that constantly give. It's the parents that they go out and they work to provide for that child so they can have shelter for them, so they can have clothes for them, so they can continue to give them food. And for years and years and years, kids, they just they take and they take and they take. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? There's going to come a day when it's time for them to be givers. We live in a culture today where kids, they're taking and taking and taking up into their 20s and 30s and 40s even. I mean, parents, they got to, I mean, they're raising their kids. You know, used to, they'd raise them for, you know, 18 years. They were gone. Now they got to raise them for 30 and 40 years. And then they got to raise their grandkids because the kids aren't doing it. The kids never learn to become the givers. And we're talking about givers and takers today because there is nothing wrong with being a taker as long as it come, there comes a point in your life where you become the giver. It's kind of like it's it's like a circle, uh, a circle of life. We're all we were all the takers at one time. We all had parents that took care of us, that fed us, that brought that brought us into this world, and we ought to always appreciate them. But then there ought to come a day where we give and where we give back to them. There may come a day where you have to take care of your parents because they're they're getting older. They're not able to take care of themselves anymore. And I tell you, children, they ought, to, they ought to be willing to do that. The parents took care of you for all those years. You ought to be willing to do that for your parents if that's what they need. We ought to honor them. Honor, the Bible promises long life for honoring your parents. It's like, well, I know somebody that honored their parents and they died young. Well, maybe they'd have died even younger. God says, Thou mayest live long on the earth. We need to be, we need to be givers. Our parents are givers. Another group of people that I believe are givers, people in the ministry. And that includes a lot of people. Pastors, Sunday school teachers, evangelists, godly church members, people people who give, tithers, all of those, they're givers. I think about in my own life. Well, I can name so many different Sunday school teachers that I had. That you know what they did? They gave to me. They just they just gave. That was all they did every week. Every week I showed up in Sunday school, I sat there to just pretty much to just take. I take I, I, I they would they would go and they would teach us Bible stories. They teach us lessons. Uh, one of my teachers, uh, Sunday school teachers, Brother Steve Martin, not the Hollywood Steve Martin, another Steve Martin. 
He was my Sunday school teacher for many years. And I remember when I was a kid, he would always give us these challenges and if we memorized verses, he'd buy us baseball cards. And I loved baseball cards when I was a kid. I still have all of them. And I remember I would I'd memorize all those verses. And then I would take those baseball cards from him. And listen, I wasn't just getting baseball cards from him, but I was getting scriptures. Scriptures that I can quote now. Scriptures that help me now. These people they gave to me, and I've been able to give some of that back to other people. And I'm thank I'm thankful for that. I did. I had a lot of years where I was I was the taker. The Sunday school teacher. I mean, they gone. They you know they give you the candy. They they give you all those things and stuff. They they got you excited. And you know, I grew up in a pastor's home. I was going either way. But at the same time, it made me excited about going back and going to church. And I was just getting, getting, getting all the time. I was the taker. And I thank God that there were those givers like that. It, it caused me to love church. It made me want to be there. I was always, I was always excited about going to church. I never dreaded going to church. I loved it. It was it was fun. It was a good time. Because and I was I was a taker. But there came a time in my life though when I started becoming the giver too. And you know what? It got even better. I enjoyed that even more. I used to be the one that was being ministered to all the time. And I remember when I started teaching Sunday school. It was fun. I remember my first Sunday school class. It was a group of boys from about a three to six. And man, they were they were all kinds of fun. And they, I remember I remember you know in giving to them, just giving. And you know it was it was it was more blessed to give than it was to receive. I remember I remember sometimes I'd be doing lessons and giving them lessons. And I'd give examples and things, and those examples I gave were ones that my Sunday school teacher gave me, and I was passing on. It made me thankful for all that I was given. I want to show a verse to you: First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twelve says, "And we beseech you, brethren." to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. God said you ought to appreciate those who labor among you. And listen, this whole giving and taking thing, it's something that for it to work in a society and a church, you've got to have both. You have to have givers and you have to have takers. I am not in no area and I'm putting down takers. We've all been there. We are all takers at some point. We live in a country today where unfortunately we are raising an entire culture of people and a whole generation of people that are just takers. That are contributing absolutely nothing to society. That don't want to do anything. They just want to take and want to take and want to take. I mean, when it comes to elections, they vote for the one that's probably going to give them the most. Alright, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? And then these politicians are up there and they're promising, well, I'll give you this, I'll give you this. We don't have too many politicians anymore that say like JFK, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather ask what you can do for your country. We don't have much of that anymore. You know what? Somebody say that thing kind of thing right now, they're not going to have a chance of getting elected. It's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. We vote for the more the, the candidate that's Closest to Santa Claus. When we were kids, you know, we all love Santa Claus. Santa Claus, he just gives and gives and gives. But you know what, Santa Claus, at least he only gives if you're nice, not if you're naughty. Our country, we teach, we give whether you're naughty or nice. We get just get just give, 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 give. The government, these people that just take, 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 and we never ask anything back from them. We never ask, and it is it is criminal what we are doing to these people. I tell you, you do that to a kid. 
You just give them everything they want, you are going to ruin that child. You are going to turn them into the most lazy, worthless human being that there is. I've said it before. If you give a kid everything at once every time it cries, and a pig everything at once every time it grunts, you'll have a pretty fine pig, but a pretty sorry kid. And I'm telling you, there has to be the giving... Uh, the, the, the taking's okay, but there's got to be some giving too. We've got to have both of that. And with people in church, I can think about some different preachers I've known. Men like Evangelist Jack Parchman. I w- he's, he's in heaven right now. I, I, would have, I would have been so honored. I would have loved to have had him come and preach at this church. He would, have, he would have been thrilled to death about it. From the time I was a little kid. I mean, a little kid. He, would, he, paid, he paid all kinds of attention to me. He, every time he would come and he'd preach at our church, and he would always ask me, got any new Three Stooges movies? And we would go and we'd watch Three Stooges after we'd eat lunch at the house and stuff. And here it was, I mean, Jack Parchman, that, in my eyes as a little kid, he, he was a real tall guy, you know, distinguished looking and everything. And to me, he was the biggest, most famous preacher in the world. That's how I thought of him. And, uh, and he paid, he paid attention to that kind of thing. It meant a lot to me. I remember when I was a teenager, you know, he'd always come and talk to me. And I remember I saw him, I was in another state, another meeting. He's, he's talking to me and he asked me, he's like, he says, has the Lord told you what He wants you to do with your life yet? He, he was one of these convicting guys. I mean, he had a long finger. When he preached, he would point right at you. I mean, you, just, you, could, you could feel that finger. It was like right in between your eyes. And he'd do that all the time. And he didn't point me. He just kind of asked me, well, I just felt like that finger was right in my face. And you know, the Lord had been kind of speaking to me about some things, but I'd kind of been brushing off. You know, I was only 16 years old. I didn't need to worry about that yet. And just got convicted, you know. And, it, and, it, and, it, and the Lord used that. To help me kind of uh, pay attention to what was going on. It wasn't long after that that the Lord did call me to preach. Guys like him, they, him, he just he gave to me all those years. I, I never gave anything back to him. I wish I could have. But you know what? One thing I can do now, I can take some of what he's given me, and I can give it to somebody else. Because I was a taker for a lot of years from him. Uh, and, and so many other people that I can name. People that I love and respect. And listen, even as the pastor... Two, I am a taker from you all. Now, I, um, I remember when I, uh, for five years, I was the assistant pastor over at Lighthouse, and uh, I worked a full time job. They couldn't afford to pay me anything, but I did everything I could as an assistant pastor, and they finally got to where they were able to take me on full time. And I remember uh, I went and I, I was able to quit the job that I had, and I was able to work full time in the ministry. And I'm telling you, it was such a privilege to me. And you know why it was a privilege to me? Because that paycheck that I was getting, I realized it came from people who gave a part of their paycheck. And I knew what it was like to go out and work a full-time job. And I knew what it was like giving that tithe that wasn't always easy. I knew what it was like paying the bills. I'd been you know, an adult for several years on my own, had my own wife and kids. And I understood the faith that it took these people to give. And when I was there as an assistant pastor ministering to those people and giving to these people, I understood at the same time that you know what? These people are giving right back to me. If they weren't faithful in their tithes and offerings, the church wouldn't be able to pay me full time. I'd be right back to doing the job that I didn't really want to do. And I realized that while I was giving all the time, that was kind of my job to give, I was taking at the same time. And it was a blessing. I enjoy it. And I tell you, I appreciate that because I understand what it takes. And just as I try to give to you as a church, I'm taking from you at the same time. And that's okay. It's the way it works.
There's some pastors that are out there. They don't put a whole lot of effort into it, and they expect you know guys. A lot of guys today they don't want to go in the ministry until the church is ready to pay them a full time salary with benefits and all these things, and they wonder why they can't seem to find a position anywhere. You know, it's like hey, maybe you need to go and give for a little while, and then you can do some taking. And uh, but people today they just they just want to take take take. That's all they want to do. Christmas time when you're a kid. You're just taking, and let me. And it's it's exciting. I remember being a kid at Christmas. I love Christmas, but you know what? I enjoy Christmas more now than I do when I was a little kid. And I do some taking on Christmas, but I do a lot more giving. I enjoy buying my kids those presents. Hey, I go out. I go. I'll be out Black Friday for sure. I'll be up early in the morning, and I I do it. I do it just for the excitement, just in case somebody gets in a fight. I want to be there to see it. I want to watch it happen. But hey, I want to get the good deals too, and I want to go and I want to buy those things because I want to give them to my kids because I want them to. See, I want to see the excitement in their face. But at the same time, while I do that on Christmas, we also try to do things to teach our kids uh, to, to give to other people too. It's like, hey, we're going to go do some something for somebody else. Because I don't want my kids to just be takers. Because it is a blessing when you take, but it's more of a blessing when you give. And they need to know that. I want them to see that. And we we have a society today of takers who can never are just never satisfied. They're never happy. And they're always looking it's like, man, there's all these people who are happier than I am. There's all these people who have more than I have. Maybe it's because they're givers. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. But another group of givers, the taxpayer. You know, in our country today, we we got a bad attitude towards people who make money. Like it's a bad thing. We have a bad attitude towards business. Well, that business, they're just there to make money. Well, why else would they start a business? They're there. And, uh, you know, well, we, need, we need to make sure we take more from these groups. Why? You know why? Why? Why is it a bad thing for them to make money? Why is that such a bad thing? Because let me tell you, these rich people—they're paying a lot in taxes, and then there's other people. They just want to take from them, take from them, take from them, and they don't want to give anything back. That's not going to work. It's not going to work in a family. It's not. It's not. It's not going to work in a marriage. If one's doing all the giving and one's doing all the taking, it's not going to work. You got to have some a little bit of both on both sides. In a church, you can't have people that are just taking. There's got to be some giving uh, from from the people that are ministering to the people being ministered to. Same thing in a family. Same thing and same thing in society. You've got to have people who are giving and people who are taking. And we are all takers to a certain extent when it comes to where our tax dollars go. I enjoy driving out on nice paved roads. I appreciate that very much. I, I like this new bridge that they have out there between Sterling and Rock Falls. It's nice to have those things. I'm glad we have those. I'm very glad that we have police officers and firemen. I'm glad we have those things. We need those things. I'm glad that if I have an emergency, if there's somebody out there trying to kill me, I can call 911 and there's somebody that's going to show up with a gun and they'll use it and then they won't get in as much trouble as I will if I use mine. But at the same time, I'm glad, I'm glad I can do that. I'm, gl- I'm glad there's somebody that will put the fire out. I'm glad if I am in the house or my kids are in the house and there's a fire. There's people out there that will run in to my house and get them or get me. They'll even get your animals. 
You've seen, I see those indoors all the time. There's three dogs and two cats in here. You know, please get them in case of fire. They'll do that. You guess where that money comes from that pays for those nice fire trucks and all that equipment? Tax dollars. We've got to be, we've got to be giving. But we've got to be, we've got to be doing that. And people, they don't want to give anything. They just want to take, take, take. I'm glad we have people, the emergency services people that drive the ambulances. I'm glad we have those doctors and things that if something happens and I'm about to die, that there are people who know how to stop me from dying. I'm thankful for that. And thankfully, I haven't had to use that yet, but that day might come where I might need to be a taker in that area. And you know, if the government says, hey, you know, we need some money for this area, I'm willing, hey, I'm willing to give to things like that. There's other things that they like to take our money for that I'm not really willing to give to. I'm not really interested in, you know, uh, the mating habits of you know a frog in some swamp somewhere. I could just I really don't care, and it's me. You know we don't need to do any research on that. But there's nothing wrong with taking as long as at some point we're giving back. Listen, there's people who are going through hard times. They they fall on hard times. Things happen uh, to them physically. Maybe uh, they have. There's people who are disabled. As a society, we ought to help those people. We ought to. Uh, help them. The elderly, they get to a certain age, they're going to need help. They can't do things for themselves like they used to. We ought, we ought to help those people. We ought to give something back to them, especially if they've given all their life. There's all kinds of groups out there that we need to be there for, that we need to help. Well, we've got so many people who are very capable of giving and are doing absolutely nothing. I know guys my age, guys in their 20s who their lives are all about taking and if they've ever contributed anything to society is they've helped keep the game stops in town open. They play video games all day. That's all they do. That's their contribution to society. And we keep giving to them, giving to them. Oh, you know, we, you, know, you know what we just need to do for these people? We need to give them more. Why? I mean, why? That's it's like telling somebody who's Somebody who's wanting to go on a diet and lose some weight, it's like, you know, the best way to help them, we need to give them a gift certificate to the buffet. <laughs> ain't going to help. <laughs> it's not going to help them. And we're just, we just keep giving, we keep giving and giving and giving, and these people keep taking and taking and taking, and if you don't at some point start giving back, it will ruin your life. It will, it will ruin you. It will destroy you. I mean, people, they ought to, there's a lot of people that ought to be worried right now if, we ever have a real economic meltdown in this country, there are so many people out there that aren't going to have a clue of what they're supposed to do for themselves. I mean, we see it all the time when they have these hurricanes and things. The government comes along, you need to get out of here, you need to get out of here, we'll help you get out of here, they'll drive out on buses, oh, we're not going to get out of here, we're going to stay there. And then all of a sudden they get stranded and they're about to drown and they're screaming, government, come help me. And then the government, you know, it's going to take them a while. Our government's a little slow about some things. And you know we had this. We just had this hurricane, and you know they they're doing the best they can. But it was a hurricane. Okay, the government can't stop a hurricane. Okay, I'm not I don't I'm not trying to stick it for the president, but you know the president can't stop a hurricane. He can't do it. And when a hurricane comes and does that much devastation, whether it was Hurricane Sandy or Hurricane Katrina, it does a lot of damage. And no guy has enough power to go and just fix it all like that. It can't be done, and you know, and it's it's sad. Those things happen. There'll be people sitting around, and they're doing absolutely nothing to try to improve the conditions. They're waiting for the government to come along. We're just waiting for some help. Why don't you start doing something yourself? Why don't you start getting a lot of people are doing it? 
A lot of people are get, are, are are just working themselves, but people just they want to take all the time. And then some other politician comes along. You know what? If there's a hurricane, I'll take care of you. I'll build you a new house. I'll... No, they won't. But all right, I'll vote for that one. I'll vote for the one that's going to give me something. And I'm telling you, we are destroying our culture today and our country by doing this to people. All of us, all of us, we need to have an attitude of thankfulness towards people who are who are the givers. We've all been the takers. And we need to be thankful for them. And when we're thankful for them, uh, it's going to cause us to want to do that same thing. It ought to be our goal to be the giver in all these areas. All of us need to be better job, doing a better job of thanking these people. And many others. there's many other people that we could mention that we ought to be uh, appreciating. Because our appreciation at least will encourage them to keep on giving. You know, if I'm given to somebody, if I'm out, if I go, if I let's say I show up at your house and I mow your lawn, all right, I'm just trying to be a nice guy. I have the time, I have the ability, I have equipment. I'm going to come and I'm going to mow your lawn, and then I'm there and I mow your lawn, and you're just complaining about the job I do, and you're like, you know what? Why didn't you do it faster? I'm going to say, you know what? You're on your own. You mow your own grass, but you know when people are grateful. Man, I appreciate you doing that. And I'm so thankful that you did that. You know what? Hey, that feels pretty good, doesn't it? You know what? I wouldn't mind having that feeling again. I'll be back in a couple weeks. And we have so many people in our country today. I mean, I just I listen to them, and our government is just giving, giving, giving so much, and you listen to them whining like a bunch of babies. And I'm just thinking, you know what? Let's cut them off. <laughs> let's, let's just cut them off. But... No, but we don't, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, the people who are the givers, what's happening more and more is they're saying, you know what, forget it. I'm done. I'm done trying to help. I'm done trying to be a blessing. Listen, we need people who are willing to do that. Uh, we need people who are willing to give and that are thinking about others. We need to have that proper balance of givers and takers in our society. The balance is being tipped in the wrong direction right now, and it's not going to be able to last much longer. And we need to do our part to promote the spirit of giving in our country. Okay, and we need, we need to do that. We need to promote that. We might not change many people, but one thing is certain: that if we are the givers, okay, if you're the givers, there, those, there's some takers out there that you're never going to satisfy. They're never going to be happy. But if you are the giver, you're always going to be the one that is more blessed, because it is more blessed to give than to receive. Our Bible backs up. You ought to read the book of Proverbs sometimes. I'm telling you, Proverbs, if a politician wanted to get 1% of a vote, all he'd have to do is start quoting some Proverbs. I mean, it would make a lot of people mad. In Proverbs 6 6, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Sluggard's a lazy person. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. Nobody has to tell an ant to go to work. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. I talked to a guy this week. He was telling me about a fellow that he's been trying to help, a fellow that he gave a job but didn't, do, didn't, didn't work out. This guy can't keep a job to save his life. And he had, he had gotten a position somewhere. It was a pretty good one. And he was all excited about it. And he said he went he went by 
he was by his house and he saw him there. And he told and he talked he told his mom, this guy he was in his thirties, lived with his mom. He's like, Why is he why is he at home? Why isn't he at work? He got fired. Why did he get fired? He didn't show up he didn't show up at work in time the first day. He went and asked him, Hey, why didn't you get to work on time? My mom didn't wake me up. Thirty year old guy, my mom didn't wake me up. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little falling hand sleep. So shall thy poverty come. Didn't even care. A friend of mine, he's a manager at the Walmart Distribution Center in Spring Valley. He said he had a guy in his early twenties one time came in there, and he said he could tell by interviewing the guy didn't even wasn't even interested in getting the job. And finally, he just said, "You know what? Let me just be straightforward." He's like, "Why'd you apply?" My dad told me I had to. He's like, "Do you even really want this job?" Not really. Well, you know, I won't waste any more of your time. We'll see you later. I mean, it's unbelievable how people are these days. And then they go crying for the government to give me more because I can't find a job. You know, and a lot of these guys it's because they can't find a job where they can sit around, be lazy, and make a good paycheck. You know, some of these places you're going to work, they actually want you to work. They're going to make you sweat. I've heard guys, man, I was sweating all the time. I was on my feet the whole day. So what? You know, man up and take it. My my dad he taught me at a young age. You work and you work hard. Sweat is sweat's good for it, is what I was taught. But Proverbs ten twenty six says, "Is vinegar to the teeth and is smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him." Vinegar to the teeth. I don't know what that's like. I don't. I never tried vinegar, but smoke to the eyes. I've experienced that. It's very irritating. And you know what? You try getting a lazy sluggard to do a job for you. It'll drive you crazy. And we have a society today where there's many of those. It's becoming a part of our culture and it's destroying them. The desire of the slothful killeth him. For his hands refuse to labor. Proverbs 22.13 The slothful man saith, There is a lion without. I should be slain in the street. Basically, a lazy person, do they make excuses? There's a lion out there. I can't go. Proverbs 24.30 I went by the field of the slothful and the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. The slothful. Everything was all overgrown. You know what? There's been times in my life where my yard has gotten, the grass has gotten tall and I've gotten a little behind. And I get kind of embarrassed at how my yard looks. But usually when that happens, it's because I've been working a lot and I just haven't had time to mow it. I've been working so much. And then at the same time, you go find the nastiest yard in town and you go and talk to that person and they're probably not even working. It's like, you should have tons of time to take care of your yard. Your yard should look like Miss Kathleen's. You ought to see her yard sometimes. It's beautiful. She does a great job over there. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very nice. A lot of work goes into something like that. That doesn't just happen. The government's not going to come by your house and do it. You had to do that yourself, didn't you? <laughs> you got to do it yourself. But we have got we've got to have a proper balance of givers and takers. We're always going to have the takers. Jesus said, the, you know, the poor you have always with you, and whensoever you will, you you can do unto them. But we're taught we're wanting to. I, I don't know about you, but I wanted I want to try to do better. I want to try to do more. And Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I I've done plenty of receiving. I will do plenty of receiving, but I want to make sure that I, I want to be more blessed. That's going to happen when I give. And not, and not just money. 
I'm talking about time. I'm talking about effort. I'm talking about encouragement. There, there is so much that you can give that doesn't cost you a dime. And you can be a huge blessing to other people. And we, ought, we need to do that. We need to promote that spirit of giving. It's, it's exciting when you, when you get around that kind of thing. It, it rubs off on you. I want to do that. I want to give more to people. I've heard stories about these guys around Christmas. You know, they'll go walking down the street and just hand out $20 bills. And you know, you think they're really helping a lot of those people that much? Some of them are going to go there and buy cigarettes with it. They're going to go buy beer with it. They might go buy drugs with it. Is it really helping them? No. But let me tell you something. That guy that's doing it, it's helping him out. He's getting he's getting a feeling with that twenty dollars. Something he'll never get. And, and it's a very blessed person. And that's that's the way it works. That's what we need to promote in our society. A promote we need to promote the attitude of giving. And if you need to take for a while, hey, that's fine. Those times are going to come. But it should always be the goal that I want to be the giver. And you will be the more blessed. So let's stand together. Head bowed and eyes closed.